Bueller. 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 Welcome back, everybody. Ferris Bueller's Minute Off, the fan podcast where we overanalyze the John Hughes classic Ferris Bueller's Day Off one minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. And I'm Victoria Cope. What? Who are you and what have you done with my co-host? Well, for anyone who was listening yesterday, uh, I got married yesterday. Oh my god. So my new last name is Cope. Victoria Cope. That's what you'll be hearing from now on. Sorry. That's crazy to me. <laughs> so, sorry Victoria, if that's going to throw Victoria, anybody off. the two of us have recorded for like four years together. Yeah. And and now you're going to be a whole new person. Not yep. a whole new person. Yeah, my, my, all my opinions are going to change. Oh my god, I'm excited I'm for this minute be considering that. <laughs> whole, I will be a whole different person. <laughs> that would be super weird if all of a sudden you were just like actually a totally different person. I should have gotten someone else to come pretend to be you. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, funny. I'm Victoria Cope, and I really love this movie. Ferris Bueller's my favorite. My hero. <laughs> Ferris Bueller, <laughs> you're my, my hero. hero. <laughs> the way he says that is so great, though. It uh, is pretty great. That's uh, spoilers for much later in this movie. I was, I had that much of an attitude in my voice sometimes in high school, and I'm like, uh, actually, like, I do a lot of that, or like, I believe that, you know, it's silly because, like, or I would do, I'm sorry. Sometimes our conversations on the show make you, make me feel like you were just this, like, unassuming, but, like, I know that's not true. Like, you have a big personality, and, uh, and I think you forget it. I'd be like, um, sorry to burst your bubble, but no. <laughs> like, I used to, like, say stupid crap like that in high school. <laughs> like, yeah. What, 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 a, what a little asshole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I like that I can qu- Today, we're talking about minute 35. Yes. Minute 35 starts with Rooney's declaration. <laughs> declaration. And it ends with Ferris soothing Cameron's worries. Mm, sure. <laughs> <laughs> let's go with that. Yeah, like let's let, let's go with that. And I'm gonna find out what it is, or my name isn't Edward R. Rooney. What does the R stand for? Did we find out? We said Richard because it stands for Dick, <laughs> and that's what he is. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's what we had. Tim, we came up with Tim way back in week two. Uh-huh. But we don't actually. Know. He, but but Rooney does say like. And I'm gonna find out what it is. Something's going on here, goddammit, and I'm gonna find out what it is. I'm gonna catch this kid, and I'm gonna put one hell of a dent in his future. What is he gonna what is he gonna do? I don't know. What, what exactly is his plan? Is he gonna hold him back right from graduating? Now. Uh like he has the power to do so. Okay, so if he holds him back from graduating, I still think that him saying 15 years from now when he looks back on the ruin his life's become. <laughs> it's a bit much. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit much. He will part. remember Edward Rooney. 
I like that he like does he, include he, his name. He in will his... rue the day. No. He will rue the day he ever thought he could skip the ninth time. He he sounds like a like a really terrible uh... Scooby Doo villain. <laughs> yeah, Scooby Doo villain. I would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for those meddling kids and their car. Like, <laughs> there's no pets, so I'm sorry. Car is all all they got. No, Ferris is a dog, but he's not involved. We don't know his dog's name. I'm so sad. Me. Yeah. It's not important. Every dog is important, Victoria. Get out of here. Whatever. We'll talk about him. I'm excited. I love dogs. That's a that's a few like dogs. I love dogs. I don't know if I love dogs. I do like dogs. Most dogs. I don't like little dogs. Let me cut (laughs) to uh the car cruising because it's just about to get to um, the parking garage where we're going to stop and park the car. But first, in the commentary, so so we see this little bit of back alley street, and it's cool. I like it. I like this, uh, I would love to go visit Chicago. I mean, we've talked about this. I think mm-hmm. it'd be really cool. In the commentary, John Hughes specifically mentions that they're going to pass a sign for the iconic Italian village. And I thought. I thought this was going to be like. Little Italy. Okay. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. Like a collection of restaurants and buildings and things that are within like a couple of blocks. Right. That right, are right. all Italian businesses. Kind of like when you go to San Francisco and they have like that Chinatown, which is like. I was literally thinking of San Diego's Little Italy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we have a Little Italy. We do. Mm-hmm. The Italian village is not... It's not the same thing. ...a village. No. It is a trio of restaurants. Uh, in 1924... Oh, very early. Alf- His first name is Alfredo. <laughs> Alfredo Capitanini... Like, come on, Gary, you're Italian. You should be able to say it. Capitanini. There you go. In 1924, Italian village founder Alfredo Capitanini immigrated from Florence to Chicago. For three years, he worked mornings as a dishwasher and evenings as a cook at two different Italian restaurants in the Loop. The Loop. Uh, I, I wrote some notes about the Loop. Hold on. The Loop. Oh, it's, it's, it's literally a major business district in Chicago, is what it says. Oh. <laughs> he founded the first of the three Italian village restaurants. Okay. Uh, the first one he opened was called The Village. <laughs> okay. And uh, it became a landmark. He opened it September 20th, 1927. Wow. It is the oldest Italian restaurant in Chicago. Still running to this day. Yes. Yes. Um, in 1955... The second generation Capitanini, second generation Capitaninis, Frank, Ray, and Av, Av, Ave. It's A V E. Ava, Ava, joined Alfredo in the family business and helped create the second restaurant, La Cantina. Oh, I like that La Cantina. It says, rather than resting on the laurels of just having one successful restaurant, La Cantina sought to repeat the success of the village. Um, 
La Cantina is known pr- more primarily for their wine service. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, Cantina, Cantina. Yep. The More entire restaurant is adorned with decades-old wine bottles, wooden wine crates, wrought iron iron gates, wrought iron gates, decanters, and other ephemera that invoke a limestone-hewn wine cellar. And then, in 1961, building on the success of La Cantina, the third restaurant, the Florentine Room, was opened. So these three restaurants occupy the same physical space. They're like different floors of the same building. So like if you wanted to go to one of the other restaurants, you just have to go up a yeah. floor or two or down floors a floor. or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And all three of them together collectively are known as the Italian Village. You, you definitely don't see stacked restaurants. Ever. I can't <laughs> think of a single instance where I've seen stacked restaurants. No, I mean, there's, I don't know where Cheers takes place, but I know, like, in the show Cheers, uh-huh. it's a bar, but with the, a restaurant, like, with the restaurant above it, oh. but you can tell, like, it's below, like, the bar is below, you have to go downstairs from the oh. sidewalk, and then flush with the sidewalk would be the restaurant. My mom worked in a blockbuster. Okay. That was below a pizza place below a pizza place below a pizza place i don't know how Weird. the layout worked but uh she used to buy i mean pizza. that's a perfect combination mm-hmm. she used to buy pizza from that place and then like let people eat it on the floor so you would have like an open pizza box somewhere near the register where like sellers are eating pizza so that people would come in go upstairs and buy pizza Mm-hmm. And then come down and find what movie they wanted yeah, to watch. Yeah, yeah. No, perfect. It's a perfect combination. That's actually pretty My ingenious. mom is actually a really brilliant salesperson. I come from a family of salespeople. That's funny. Yeah. Um, my, 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 my grandfather was literally a traveling salesman. <laughs> my dad made well, what, what did he? Uh, what did he sell? Chicken wire. Chicken wire. All mm-hmm. right. It's like, uh, like the wire you see around like tomato plants. Like that, like... Mm-hmm thin wiring that has like the the kind of crisscross pattern okay yeah yeah yep he apparently sold lowe's hardware their first roll of chicken wire wow yeah my my grandfather was also brilliant with stocks so he was very wealthy at the end of his life um not that that trickled down any and not that i'm (laughs) complaining but um he yeah he was really a brilliant guy uh, I, I, I don't know. I did not expect to talk about him today. I miss him. Oh, Yeah. Uh, anyway. So, 1990. Nearly 30 years later. Uh, the third generation of the Capiti- uh, the- <laughs> The third generation of the Capitanini family, uh, took the reins. And it says that they changed the Florentine room, and under a new direction, it emerged as- Viver. V-I-V-E-R-E. Vivere. No, it's probably Vivare. Vivare? That sounds more Italian, right? Yeah. It says that it gained a decidedly whimsical and fantastic quality, adorned with curvy, swirling architectural lines, brass fixtures, stained glass, and dark velvet curtains. Velvet curtains. Those are, I, I would assume those would be very heavy. Mm-hmm. 
I, I, I would agree. But yeah, so, so the Italian village has stood since 1927. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. It's amazing. It's amazing. So they pull into this parking garage. And it is on West Madison and Wells. And it has a fake name. In the movie it is called A1 EZ not easy. The letter E, the letter Z. And E Z Easy OK Park. <laughs> That's a lot of letters. A one easy OK Park. Alright. <laughs> That's a lot of stuff mm-hmm. going on. It is a lot of stuff. Um they pull into the garage and Cameron goes, Wrong. And he's like, what? He goes, not here. We're not leaving the car here. He's right. They probably shouldn't leave this very no, expensive garage. No, Cameron is garage. very right. Like, they, what? What garage? Why? Why this garage? I mean, it, I mean, it wouldn't. It doesn't. Any garage would have been the wrong place for this car. True, but not every garage is going to have some douchebag who just like take off with said car. True. We'll get I would, there. I would assume more respectable than that. We'll get there. Actually, you won't be here next week, so I guess we could talk a little bit about them stealing the car. But we don't know. We're not going to see. We won't even see those guys until later. So I don't guess. worry about it. And he says, we're not leaving the car here. He's like, why not? He says, because we're not. I want the car back home where it belongs right now. Once more, Cameron only kind of putting his foot down. But not going all the way. Because... You know, enabler. Give, yeah. Give him give him what he wants. And then Sloan's like, Cameron, what's going to happen to it? It's in a garage. <laughs> and Cameron, I think the reason that Ferris wins here is because Cameron... Theoretically, these guys should be good at their job. And right. shouldn't steal I mean, the a, car. a respectable place would not have that happening. And there's right? nothing to indicate that this place isn't respectable. That's true. I mean, does it look skeezy? Yeah. The dude looks skeezy. I take one look at that dude, I'd be like, I'm out of here. It could get wrecked, stolen, scratched, breathed on wrong. A pigeon could shit on it. Who knows? He's got a point. A pigeon could shit on it. It's good point. Should watch out for those pigeons. Could get breathed on wrong. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. It might have some uh some uh some stains from from that uh condensation from someone's breath. Right. Might leave some germs that are gonna, you know leave marks. Ferris goes, listen, would you calm down, please? That's the end of the week. We won't hear the rest of Ferris's It's Not Ferris's place to make that decision not his car it's not his car i just feel like as a he's a crappy friend i feel like if you respect your friend well no i don't know if that's the case i think he's more concerned with showing cameron a good day than he is concerned with cameron's dad's car but at the same time like this is like something that cameron's worried about because like if it does come it's only a passing worry cameron's gonna forget as soon as they leave and he's not gonna be concerned with it until the end of the movie 
of course, because you get distracted with other things. You're a teenager and you're doing, you know, you're, you're having fun and doing your thing. But at the same time, this is one of those things in which, like, you can get in trouble. You know you're going to get in trouble. And whether it's a respectable place or not, accidents happen. I mean, accidents happen all the time. They could have parked another car next to it too closely and got scratched well, or whatever. Needless to say, the garage is not the problem Cameron's going to have when his dad no, gets home. No, no, no. He's not. And something totally different. Yeah. We're not there yet. No, save it. Save it. <laughs> I just feel like it just shows how much... It it shows more of Tim's thing, and that's Ferris is only out for Ferris. And that's like, I don't care what how you're worried about. You. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Like, <laughs> like, I don't care like what your problem is. He unfriended is. me on the podcast, so we're done. <laughs> that's funny <laughs> he's like you know like he's only out for himself so like this doesn't help you this is not this is, i need something to you're help right. me you're right i and mean they're dropping the car off friend. because there's places downtown that they want to go yeah. that ferris wants to go a ferris wants to go i don't think cameron had any choice in where they were going i think this i is could what... believe that the museum is cameron's choice maybe I feel Maybe like that might be a Sloan choice. Stock exchange? I don't know. Who's your choice that was to go? I don't know. Everything just seems to revolve around Ferris. So it just seems like something that he's already planned out to do. Maybe. I don't know. I with... have no idea how they decide where they're going to go. Or if they had a plan. To begin with. I, I guess I should map like where the places they go are and see if it's like... Like on a map? See if it's see. like convenient like are they along a similar route right. or are they crisscrossing back over things like i think that would be very telling in how much time is being used as well or how much of the decision was made beforehand right because if they're all along a similar path if like they're going in if it's all in a single direction yeah but if they have to like if they like go to the restaurant if they like go to sears tower and then they go to the restaurant and then they go to the ball game and they have to like pass Sears Tower again. Then it seems like a waste of time. So I don't sure. know. I don't know how much plotting there is beforehand. Mm. Mm. I don't have anything more for this week. Oh, I lied. I have one more thing. You know, we were talking about songs being in the movie. Yes. Diegetically. Like <laughs> when it's yeah. like on the radio or on the... This song, we hear a song that is playing... Definitely. In like, the garage. Yeah, like, probably on speakers or uh -huh. on the stereo. You know, in fact, when we were watching the minutes for next week, um, I noticed that those the, the music is a lot louder than I remember it being in this sequence. You just notice it more. I think because I've been listening to the soundtrack a lot, I hear it more. Like, yeah. when I first got the soundtrack and I listened to it, I didn't recognize the song from being from the movie. Mm -hmm. And somehow now that I know the song, I can't not hear it in the scene. Oh, that's funny. So it's oh, called yeah, Bad. Yeah. But it's B period A period D period like an acronym. Yeah. The band is called Big Audio Dynamite. Okay. I don't know if bad stands for the band name or if they wrote it that way as a way to allude to the band name because the lyrics aren't about the band. They're about things that things in our culture that disappoint the singer. I'll talk more about that next week probably because <laughs> the lyrics are silly. 
But uh, yeah, somehow I never noticed this song. Listen, I'd seen this movie a million times. And it wasn't until we started preparing for the actual show that I recognized the song. That's usually how that stuff kind of works. When something's pointing out, pointed out to you. I guess it means it's 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 relatively subtle. Then it ends up like... In the movie then. And every time you end up watching it, it like comes up in your mind. Like, yeah. oh, I'm not always going to hear this or see this now. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Weird. That was everything that I had for this week, though. Oh, okay. How do you feel? Do you have any more, uh, anything else you wanted to say? Any notes? Mm, anything about no, this minute in particular? There's nothing else left in the minute now. Like, all the exciting stuff is in the next minutes that I won't be around. For. I know, I'm gonna miss you. God, I'm gonna miss you next week. Like, I'm not even joking. We'll do oh, a bonus episode wow. to wrap you up. I know, I'll be like, I want to talk about it just so I can move on. I'm like, no, I need to talk about this. And then I can move on. We'll figure that out. We'll do that before we put up the next week of episodes. Or the next batch. Yeah. Uh, no, not before the next week. It'll probably be after next week, but before the week after that. Okay. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, I would like to be able to do that because because it isn't going to be the same without having you to talk to. <laughs> Sprinkling all my displeasures How dare and, you? and, neg- and negativity out. on everything. Mischief ma- No! <laughs> <laughs> no! the wrong wrong show save ferris save cameron uh, twice this week never mind donka shane can i say that aggressively <laughs> it's a very aggressive donka shane donka shane it's all in donka shane thank you for all the joy and pain. I actually really like that song a lot. I'm not going to lie. It's a decent song. It's going to be fun when we get to that parade sequence because I'll just talk all about the lyrics of that song. Because, oh my god, it's pretty cute. They've like... And we'll talk about it later. Save it. Bye, everyone. Come back next week. Save Ferris! <laughs> <laughs>